1: Man, that wind today is like... It's Ugh. like a samurai. just cuts right through you.
0: And yet we'll be back to 60-some-odd on Saturday. Or, sorry, on Friday, only to drop back to the 30s on Saturday.
2: I oh, mean, come. hey, at least you get low 50s heading into Thursday, right?
0: Yeah, welcome to December. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean... Welcome to December in a couple of days Well, essentially, welcome to December Kansas weather I don't don't
3: want it, man, and I don't agree anymore Because of um, climate change I want it to right. be warm all the
2: time. <laughs> or just, or cold. I don't want to pick one sp- and stick with it. My speculation with all the cold weather now coming in January and February, and I was talking about it with one of the Blueville guys, I'm thinking the Gregorian calendar is like shifted off. Oh, it's off. And whatnot. Because think about it. We still have the same length of winter. It's just in a different month now. Mm. I'm just saying. Some, I think maybe leap year ain't really no, taking care I, of it. I. I I
1: swear, I think the coldest months are January, February. Oh, yeah. I think I think winter is on the money.
2: Well, growing up here in Kansas, we used to have snow almost every single Christmas, it felt like, and now you're nah. lucky to even see it. No. Nah. I
1: don't I don't think so. No. I don't remember a lot of white Christmases. You know what
3: I remember more so than the usual is in October there'd be sleet and ice and, and like and there'd cold be ice and cold and, I remember Halloween's would get canceled because there's too much ice, and that has not happened in a long mm-hmm. time. And you know what else is weird? Uh, we don't get a lot of tornado warnings anymore. Hey, it, bite we, your
2: tongue! Stop. It no, used stop to happen right all there. the
3: time and be like left and right. You go, okay, another tornado warning. People go, oh god, now. Yeah, wasn't so? Wasn't it like a couple of
1: years ago? Kansas did not have a tornado yeah. like a confirmed touchdown mm-hmm. through the whole spring and yeah. summer, right?
2: And That's then wild. all of a sudden we roll into fall and then we have like 17. It was like a really low number for like the entire year or something it's Crazy, like crazy.
1: And I've still never seen a tornado. No offense to uh, those that fear for their lives when they see them. I, I need to
2: see one. They're beautiful. As long as they're staying out in the open country, they are beautiful to look at. I forgot that you've never seen a tornado, dude. I've
1: never seen a tornado. I've never been to Colorado. I've never been skiing never Oof. gone skydiving. I've never seen see, a hurricane. See,
0: for for the wind knifing through us today, at least we aren't talking about the utter dumping that they are getting out west today. They're
1: getting smashed today.
0: Uh, I Western saw that
1: Kansas, or are you talking Colorado? Colorado.
0: Steamboat was picking up huge amounts on the skiing side. And well, so, shout out to Colorado. Yeah. Um, I, it, seasonal it just, weather. Uh, seasonal for the mountains, Yes. Not so much seasonal for Northern Colorado, which already was a foot and a half this morning.
3: Hey, uh, not looking good either for Ed McCaffrey out there either, buddy. Yes,
0: the Grand Ed experiment ended at Northern Colorado, and uh, there are some people that I know that are very happy about that, yes.
3: Hey, take notice, Kurt Ferens, because...
0: Wasn't it his kid yeah, the OC yeah. too, and they uh, stunk it, or what, something? One one kid was the quarterback, and one was the OC. Oh, and, oh wow! Ah, and Ed had a Ed. habit of not being in his office. <laughs> hey, where's he at? Snow skiing, coach?
3: He's skiing, coach? man.
0: You see all that snow we got, and riverboat or wherever? Yeah the the ultimate in uh, management adventures gone awry. Whew.
1: Welcome to the game, Mitch Fortner with Troy Coverdale, <laughs> David G, and Big Steve is here with his apple hat.
3: We just come in real hot, you know what I'm saying? Well, with the, the
1: Northern with the Colorado stuff comes up and I gotta find a
0: way to cut it off, you
3: know? <laughs> <laughs> right? I just saw that on Twitter and I was like, yeah. oh, but Troy's so happy. Uh, because yeah, I'm,
0: I'm thinking more of my friends, but yes.
1: <laughs> it's Big 12 Championship
3: Week. Yes!
1: Officially started Saturday night at like 11 when the game wrapped up. But the week is officially here, and you know what? A lot of things have added up that are very, very positive for K-State Athletics. With the K-State men's basketball team, they're 6-0. They win the Cayman Islands Classic. The women's basketball team is 7-1, and and just the one blemish on their record, the final game against Arkansas there at the uh, Paradise Jam. K-State football is on their way to the Big 12 championship game this Saturday Ooh. to take on TCU. You know, Big Steve – I feel like there's a certain way we should kick this off. Let's see. Is there any button you could push over there that would answer that question?
2: There might.
0: Maybe it's this one? It's time to get set for the cat attack.
4: You can feel the excitement. You can feel it coming on. For Kansas State,
3: the feeling's growing strong. You can join in the action. This is where you wanna be with Kansas State. Come on, set your spirit free. Kansas State. Our fight is with the cats. Kansas State. Come on, join the cat attack.
4: Kansas State. Excitement! The-
1: If anybody at K-State's listening right now, can we get this played in Arlington Saturday?
0: Come on! We will give you the MP3, okay? (laughs) Listen, they didn't dig out out the cat train for the other evening. (laughs) Why would they pull this out? I think it's time. I mean, honestly, everybody was looking for the old CGI graphics of the cat train. I'm just saying, you know, like there's that video that K-State plays before the team runs mm-hmm. out. Yes.
1: You know, maybe we dub out the music that was made for that video and we dub this in, you know? <laughs> like, you know, the minute-long kickoff video.
3: Okay. Oh, if we boy. want, If we want the score to be 75 to nothing, that's or what we do. Or 90 to nothing. Or 90 to nothing. That's what you do. But no, for entertainment purposes, we should keep it closer? I think so. Because I just I don't want a bunch of like mobsters coming after us because you know what I mean, because we messed with the line you know I don't want that to happen.
1: Well, Chris Kleiman had a press conference earlier today. Um, quarterback came up again. Will Howard is going to be the guy
2: going to be the guy, and uh, Adrian has helped us get to this moment without question because of his body of work that he's done in the first half of the season. Yeah, there's an outside chance that uh, he could be available this week. We'll learn probably more Wednesday and Thursday, and if he is, like I said, we'll be the guy, but we've got to have a package or something for Adrian just because of the the unique skill set that he does have.
1: So Will Howard will get another start, and as expected, Adrian Martinez is still battling back. This was around the time that Coach Kleiman told us, you know, after a couple of weeks, you know, Adrian might be getting there, and I think we're still kind of there. He is, uh, he's not exactly 100%. If it's an absolute emergency, maybe, maybe, but uh, I guess we'll find out what if he dresses or not for this game. Other than that, Coach said probably Thursday is when we'll have a better idea and if he can play or not, so maybe Colin Klein will give us an idea, but... I don't think that changes anybody's opinion on who should even be the guy if Adrian was healthy. I I, I think the torch has finally been passed. And it's unfortunately for Adrian Martinez that it took an injury to get there. But we all know now that Will Howard is the guy. He's the man. I think he's already earned the job for next year. There's really not any controversy about that, and I think that's very fair to say. Unless he completely throws a curveball and he transfers or something, I don't think that's going to happen at all. He has earned this time to shine. Um We remember, though, what happened with the TCU game six or seven weeks ago. Mm -hmm. It's after the bye week. K-State just beats two weeks ago Iowa State by one point. Adrian gets hurt on the first drive, and Will Howard is slinging it all over the yard. That TCU game, because K-State then starts dropping like flies in the second half, even really in the second quarter. is dropping like flies. It started with Daniel Green early. Everybody's getting hurt, including Will at one point. Mm-hmm. Jake Rubley gets his first real live action, throws an interception on his only pass attempt, um, and K State lets one slip away. It really does. That is, I don't get your guys' opinion on this. Maybe some would say Tulane. To me, the TCU loss was the one that kept that bitter taste in your mouth. The one that you felt the most depressed afterwards, the most like, okay, now the world is caving in. There's nothing that can be really done about it. You're bringing in third-string guys to play in the secondary. Everything's going to hell. Now you're thinking, oh, all these guys are hurt. Is anybody going to be available for next week? Uh, Who was that against? Was it the Oklahoma State game? I can't remember which game it was. Maybe it It was. was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Everything is going horribly. And then K State turns around. And whoops! Oklahoma State does lose to Ooh. Texas, but then wins out the rest of the way. Um, you know, Eli Huggins I thought said it well. You know, it's like he's like, you know what? We didn't take the route we expected to. It was a bit bumpy, but the ride got us to Arlington. We ended up getting to our goal of making it to Arlington. It just wasn't the way we expected it to. And I said after the TCU game, I was like, man, I think this is the one we definitely want back. Mm-hmm. It. Because after that game, I felt like, you know, if you give me 10 games, you like you simulate 10 games between K-State and TCU up to that point, it felt like to me K-State wins 8 of the 10. Mm. 8 of the 10, especially if everybody remains healthy. Um, and then that TCU offense just took over. I was like, oh, my God. And they even started well. I was like, oh, my God. I, I I'm not worried at all about this K-State team being pumped up fired up with what's to play for. They can even play a little bit spoiler, even though they're not thinking about that. Um, And there's still a chance TCU gets into the college football playoff if K-State were to win. Although I do, I am skeptic about those that are very confident about that happening. I'm not confident about that, especially if USC goes on to win the Pac-12 championship that Friday. And we'll see what the the rankings have to say today. But um, there's no doubt this team's fired up for it. And this is the team. This is the win they want back, or the loss they want back. This is the one they felt like they should have had earlier in the year, and now this is time for redemption. And it's the biggest game in their their lives, and it's the biggest game for Chris Kleiman in his tenure so far.
3: It felt like that one. The stakes were just so much higher. Even with Texas, like the loss, because I go back and forth with the Texas one. I'm like, what if we would have just played Will? instead of doing this thing with Adrian. I don't know. Yeah, that, that a big what it, if. It, you know, big what if. It just to me like when I see when I listen to the guys talk about it when I listen to the boys talk about the game they they were they were more about the TC like we had him. With Texas, I think they thought they kind of they 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 smoked us, you know? Like really. Like we came back, yes, we made it really close, but I felt like they were like more so, they wanted the TCU one back, worse than the Texas one, because we still, K-State still had the opportunity to make it to Arlington even after the Texas one. But the TCU game, they had them right where they wanted them. And it just slipped through the hands. Yeah, don't score in the
1: second half. Just, yeah, one,
0: one in which you got off to a great start versus one in which, well, you had a bad day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, yes, yes. I yes. mean, that that's really what it comes down to, is that it was a bad day from almost the start mm-hmm. when you look at what K-State did against Texas. Against TCU, there's definitely that feeling of, we know the code. Yeah. We know what we can do here. Right. And then on top of it, let's be honest, you get the chance now against a team that is still unbeaten, and yeah. you think that you gave them your... You know, a pretty good shot early and are frustrated that you gave that away. Oh, boy. Oh, man.
3: You're just goosebumps thinking about it. This one, it, you know it means a lot to these kids, obviously. But this payback business is just the icing on the cake. I, I mean, if anything, TCU, better, they better watch out.
1: They're you about know, to get a ball game. And,
0: and not only that. All of the pressure should be on TCU anyway. Yeah, going uh, oh into yeah. this,
1: K State knows what's ahead of them. Uh, yeah, the, all, sugar, the sugar Bowl
0: is already there. You know this. You know you're headed to New Orleans for a New Year's Eve game at eleven in the morning.
3: The Big Easy. The Big Easy, baby. Just, we God, just don't know sounds, the opponent yet. That
0: got sounds strange to say the Sugar Bowl at eleven in the morning. I
3: know what is that? I, I don't. So I read something interesting today. I think it's Stuart Mandel for The Athletic said that uh, when it comes to the rankings, when a, like a bowl says that we take Big 12 number 3, it's not necessarily the third ranked. It's just the third pick of what they want from the Big 12. Is there any way possible that K-State gets smoked out of a Sugar Bowl? Well, no. It...
1: Uh, as a matter of fact, Crystal Conti of Texas, he actually addressed this on Twitter. Oh, very good. And okay. somebody brought it up. He's like, is there any chance that— you know, the Sugar Bowl picks Texas over K-State, and he simply replied with,
0: no. Wow. That's no. <sighs> yeah, it is K-State.
3: <sighs> All right.
0: You have that thought, because you that got it, you, it's just happened you too much. You do, yeah. man. You absolutely. Do. Absolutely have you that do. fear. And,
3: and when I read that, I was like, that... That just triggers that feeling of, like, you know.
0: <laughs> that's that's Cotton Bowl versus BYU. Uh, uh, that's, uh, yeah, any number of over-the-year well, I mean, selections.
1: 98. Well, yeah. when Yeah. that was, K-State ends up in a, uh, what, Alma Bowl against Purdue?
0: Yes.
3: And uh, just, oh, God. That's one of those stories where some teams are still motivated later, and they're like, we're going to kill these guys because we want to show people— that was a thing. Our team was like, we don't want to be here at all. And they got uh, Drew Brees in the Purdue, Purdue Boilermakers. I hadn't heard of him or them really. My whole, I mean, like who? And they smashed us. Oh my god!
1: Well, K State is a two and a half point underdog to the Horn Frogs heading into Saturday and coming up at five ten. We'll talk a little Big Twelve championship game with Mason Voth from Ema Online. You look shot. Two 20- and a look.
3: half points.
0: Okay.
1: And you know, TC was the only road loss for K-State yeah. this year. Um, and it's technically, I mean, it, you know it's in Fort Worth's sure. next-door neighbor.
3: Two and a half, dude.
1: Oh, boy. Yeah, those dude. TCU fans, Kelts brought this up earlier, You don't, they don't need no hotel accommodations. They're probably all in the area. <laughs> They're all in drivable distance. It's all going to be K-State fans in these hotels and probably showing up to uh, Texas Live. Speaking of Texas Live, by the way, coming up next is my top ten list for the week. Circles around the trip to Arlington. That's coming up next. The number of the call of the game, 537-1350. We'll be able to take some calls later on in the show, especially in the second hour after we talk to old Mason Volth. We have Mitch Palm coming up since we do not have a show tomorrow because the Cats are playing Butler at Hinkle Fieldhouse. So Mason and Mitch Palm coming up in hour number two. Later in this hour, we're going to hear from Jerome Tang. The best of his press conference as he talked about winning the Cayman Islands Classic and getting ready for the Butler Bulldogs in Indianapolis, but it is time for my top ten list of the week. Um, I'm making the trip to Arlington. I don't know. I Hopefully everybody here listening is going to be making the trip as well and packing AT&T Stadium with the right shade of purple. Uh, that'll be fun to uh Try to separate the two fan bases when you're trying to gauge. All right, how many? Does KC have more fans here? Does TCU have more fans here? Anyway, my top ten list this week is the things you need to know about this trip to Arlington, Texas. All right, these are the things you need to know. Number ten. And we start with number ten by Ashanti singing the national anthem. Whoa. I thought this is very random that Ashanti... Is singing the national yeah, anthem, right. she does not have. She, I don't think she has a song that anybody knows about that has been released since 2004. <laughs>
3: right. She was popular when Ja Rule was popular. I mean, that's well, yeah. Long she there.
1: well, she did songs with Ja Rule, yeah. I, I got to thinking, like, you know what, maybe for halftime, sure, she could do something, maybe a little reunion with Ja Rule. Whoa, but also, you know, the band's got to do their thing, of course. Oh, uh,
3: yeah. Hey,
0: hey, 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 hey. Tripping with sarcasm over there. Ashanti, what's,
1: a, what's an What's in Ashanti song besides foolish?
3: Isn't um, "No matter what I do"? Oh. Th- yeah. Is that all I think about is you? I. I is, sh- is that her? Whether
0: with when or, with I, when I'm with my crew. Look at it this way: it's the anthem. All right. <laughs> That's all she's got. As yeah. long as she remembers the words, yeah, we're good. Let's yeah. let's let's put it to a poll. Yeah.
1: Um <laughs> I'll put it up here after uh, during the break. What's going to be the over under? What should we set the over under for the time on the national anthem?
3: Okay. So 2 minutes I think isn't like 2 minutes. See, I think the
1: NFL always goes or like you know the sports books with the Super Bowl always go with like 2:15. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it seems like all right. Early on, you're halfway through, and it's only been a minute. You're like you're feeling good if you took the under, and then they start to slow it down.
3: Uh-huh.
1: I don't know, Troy. Look up like an average time to sing the national anthem. I believe it will that go the average that. is
0: about a 151, just off the top of my head. Uh, I almost blurted out some
1: Tech Nine lyrics. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Now, speaking of music.
2: Number nine. On the list
1: of things you need to know with your trip to Arlington. So, the night before, if you're looking for a concert to go to, Tone Lock, am I saying that right? Tone Loke. Tone Loke. Oh, Lord. Excuse me. Excuse me. Sir. I've always said Tone Lock for some reason. (laughs) Uh, Tag team.
3: Oh, man. Oh, come Woot, on. There it is, baby. I, well, CNC I'm going to, music, to the wrong
1: event. CNC Music Factory. I'm oh! going to the wrong event. And Digital Underground.
0: Whoa! All four
1: of them are performing in Fort Worth the night before. Whoa,
0: wait a minute. Digital Underground. At the, how, at the same concert. How's DU how D, D performing when... Dude's dead, right? Right. Yeah. There's no way. They
1: figured
3: it out. Oh, my God. There's one
1: surviving member. Yeah. And, it's like uh, Leonard Skinner. Yeah. Uh,
3: Paul Graham. <laughs> one of the entourage guys is still there. You know, he's like, "Uh, I didn't do anything with the original band, but here we go.
1: Anyway, they're going to be at Tannehill's Tavern and
0: Music Hall.
3: That's rad.
1: And I
0: think you get like two-for-one tickets for that. Yeah. So there's like
1: two people in for 30
0: bucks. I you're, think. you're killing me, man. I am going to the wrong event. Dude. I should be headed down there just for that concert alone.
3: Tag team.
0: Oh. Back again, yeah.
3: Check it, so wreck it. Let's
0: begin. Number eight, number eight's about the
1: parking. If you buy your parking ahead of time, you must have the Seat Geek app. It's annoying, and I understand it's like with the Chiefs or the Royals or whatever. And I think even I don't know if K State is doing this with I don't think I think you can still get like the tags for your mirror or whatever. I think right, you just got to do your ticket like to get in the game on your phone. But basically, everything is on your phone now. And I think all – I had a tough time looking this up. I did some – a deep dive on this. And I, it was hard to figure out which, exactly how they do the parking. But I think most of it is buy it in advance, and you just get your phone scanned with the SeatGeek
0: app. Cool. By the way, you asked the question on the average. Yes. Average Super Bowl national anthem time has been, over the years, one minute, 55 seconds. There
1: you go. That's where we're gonna set it. I'm gonna put it up on a poll on Twitter. Will Shanti be over under a minute fifty five on our national anthem?
3: There you have it. Hmm. What are you gonna take, DG? Over. She's gonna she's gonna stylize it because she's like this is my chance. Yeah, to she's kind
0: of she's kind of headed towards the yeah. Alicia Keys, which was two minutes plus.
3: Yeah, I'm coming back, baby. She's like Alicia Keys ain't got nothing on me.
0: Number seven. Number seven is K State's bench
1: will be on the north side of the field. So if you're looking for tickets to buy, and if you do not decide to go through the through K dot com or uh, wherever they're else, like they're selling their tickets on a secondary site, you can't buy them through the Cowboys or through AT and T Stadium. But K State has its allotment. I don't know where it's at right now. But if you decide not to, and you just decide to go buy tickets on your own through the site that the AT and T Stadium is using. K-State's sitting on the north side of the field. Hmm. That's where the bench is. So when you buy your tickets and you look at the seating chart, buy the tickets up top. Yeah, yeah. Not the bottom half of the seating chart, the top half of the seating chart. Right on. Uh, Let's see. Number six. So according to Oklahoma.gov, there are going to be multiple spots on I-35 in Oklahoma that's going to be reduced to one lane due to road construction. There is a spot... North of Oklahoma c- uh, City and also south of Oklahoma City. That's at least what I saw on the map. Um, and there might be potentially, it was hard to get an update on this. Their website was really weird. Uh, but there could be a stretch of road that's down to one lane that's about 10 miles long. Aye, aye, aye. So maybe take some back roads. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe if somebody gets there ahead of time and you want to get the word out, please do. Take your chances on an Oklahoma back road. Yeah, right. Uh, Well, so driving down for the Stanford game last year, there was some serious road construction. Mm. And, of course, you know, it's hard to handle for some people, especially (laughs) when you're stuck in it for an hour and a half. And it gets very frustrating. I do not want to get stuck in that kind of crap again. It took a long time to get through that traffic south of Oklahoma City. It was horrible. Ugh. All right, here we go. Number
3: five. Number
1: five on my list of the top ten things you need to know with your trip to Arlington, Texas. For the Big 12 championship game, there are five Whataburgers within five miles of the stadium. Get it? Number five. Five Whataburgers <laughs> within five miles of the stadium. <laughs> ah,
3: five, 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 baby. Five so for five, So if five. you're
1: looking for a meal after the game, before the game, maybe late at night after you, you go wherever you want after the win, there's Burgers everywhere. Yeah. So
0: you're telling us to order a number five is what you're saying.
1: I don't know what a number five is. Oh, okay.
0: Hmm. <laughs> I thought he had this down pat.
1: <laughs> I didn't go that far, but you, you do bring up a good point. I'm gonna have to look that up later. All right. Number four. Number four, this word got out on Twitter yesterday. So Texas Live, it's like a P&L on steroids. Uh the day of the game. They are gonna be charging ten dollars to get in. And they're selling tickets on Ticketmaster. I don't know what the policy is at the door if you just give the bouncer ten bucks and go in. I, that's a it's a bit more of a classier place than that. Yeah, I don't think that's how it's going to work, but maybe it will. I don't know. But be ready to pay a little bit of cash. I think it's like the same price as well for a beer inside. But they do have TVs galore. I don't think that's the place I would want to go at nine in the morning. There's nothing to watch. I know there's gonna be a bunch of people there. That's like that's the tailgating hours. Use that time to tailgate, buy your own beer, drink at the tailgate, and then go in later. And then afterwards, after the win, you want to go out and party. Pay that 10 bucks, Go party with all the K-State fans that you didn't mingle with earlier, yeah. which is the whole stadium. And um, and go have a good time. Don't roll And go up watch the there. other games.
3: Yeah. Don't go rolling up in there on some kind of rookie kind of stuff where you go to the bar before. No, you pregame. You tailgate. You stay at the hotel even. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: Couple of shooters? Yeah. Is that what you call them? Shooters? Love shooters. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> we're at number 3. Number 3. Speaking of Texas Live, I even called them myself because I was looking to maybe potentially set a little something up. Oh. They don't have the hookup. Um they will have the K-State Wichita State game on. And you know, duh, right? Uh, but we're fighting uh, I even brought it up to the person that answered the phone. I was like and I even spoke to a manager. I'm an air quote. A uh, manager like, on manager. This would be smart if you put that, that game on the big TV. Put it on the big TV because you're going to have majority K State fans there.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, If you want to keep them there boozing and eating,
3: you might want to turn it on.
1: You might want to put it on the big screen. And there's a bunch of them. <laughs> Word of advice, dummy. <laughs> yeah.
0: Especially since Number it's two. the Shocks.
1: Yeah, oh, absolutely, Wichita, and it's like an eight o'clock tip, right? Yep. So, yeah, a late one. All right. No, by the way, speaking of Texas Live, before we get to number two, they're also doing this like EDM thing after eleven, and that's when admission is free, but not until eleven o'clock. I don't want to go listen to EDM music. It's, mm-hmm. it's not a good time, uh, at least for me. Uh, number two is inside the stadium. A sixteen ounce beer is nine fifty. <sighs> a sixteen ouncer is nine fifty. Now at like Arrowhead. And and Kaufman, their beers are 24 25 ounces, and those are like thirteen bucks or whatever. Maybe they're like even more than that now. Mm-hmm. But uh, sixteen ounce beer for nine fifty—that is an average price, by the way, at AT and T Stadium. There are some beers you can get for five bucks, but it's like outside the stadium in like their Miller Lite tailgate party
3: area. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah yeah yeah. Dude, I just say listen. Can I just can I say something real quick? Go ahead. Get you a camelback. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Okay, I don't want to go any further. Hey, come Wait. on, Troy. You're you going to hey, try hey. selling being a hunchback,
1: getting
0: you in go,
3: there. Go, yeah. I go. Oh my God. Hope the cats. Hope the cats win. Uh, uh. And they won't even touch it. They're come going,
0: on. Okay, come aye. on. We're K State fans. We're imaginative enough. We've done it for years.
1: <laughs> number one. But finally, number one on uh, my top
0: ten list of things you need to know about your trip to Arlington.
1: I'll just go ahead and get it out there right now. No, I will not be the public address announcer for this game.
3: Oh, what?
1: I know it. I'm sorry. I will, I, it will not be me. I think it's going to be the Dallas Cowboys announcer.
3: Oh, I threw my, my
1: I threw my name in the hat. I was like, listen, I, I think we need uh, you know, somebody that has that you know, college football yeah. flavor and vibe. Yeah. Um, and they said No.
0: And they're like, well, you know, are, maybe
1: T, we'd maybe go TCU's guy first. Yeah, you know? prob-
0: probably because they don't need anybody to tell us that it's good for a Wildcat first down. <laughs>
1: Listen, I would treat it just like I did the NCAA tournament when it was here for women's basketball. I could still do the 4-3. Four, four, I three. would just do it as well for Stanford or whoever. Yeah. And do it for the the other game that K State wasn't playing yet. These jabronis ain't ready for Mitch
3: time anyway, man. There's yeah. a way to flex it. Yeah.
1: There's a way to flex it. You just gotta show it as
3: well for the other team. I don't like this. I don't like this. Okay? Oh, the Dallas Cowboys PA guy? Big whoop. Okay. Mitch is better than him. That guy stinks. Thank you. I'm saying it out right now. Calling him out.
1: Is <laughs> there an award you can nominate me for? Like yeah. can you go online and just nominate people for Public address announcing awards.
3: I'm gonna find out tonight. Do so.
1: <laughs> Do some research. I'll get my uh, Twitter poll out there about Ashanti's national anthem Saturday morning. And when we come back, oh. the best of Drum Tang after this. We got Mitch Palm coming up at 5:25. Mason Voth from Ema Online will join us to kick off the second hour of the show. The Butler matchup is coming up tomorrow with pregame starting at 4.30. 5.30 tip-off right here on Cayman at Hinkle Fieldhouse against the Butler Bulldogs. The game is also televised on FS1. Now, I'm putting the finishing touches right now on Mitch Palm. But before I get there, I, I think I need to hear a thing or two about them and just about the way Coach Felt the team played uh, in the Cayman Islands Classic. So let's hear from the boss right now. It's the best of Drum Tang.
5: He was one of the few guys from last year's team that kind of stayed with you. As you guys kind of built the relationship,
4: what kind of, um, I guess, instruction did you give them about the type of leadership Kind of wanted to see from him as a group of his role? You know, it, there's all this, there's three players that can never have a bad day. It's the head coach, the point guard, and the best player on the team. And if you're one in the same, um, and that that, that are those other two, then you can't. And so. Um, every day he has to compete at a level that um, is without question to the rest of his team. And I think, um, you know, what I've seen from him from the moment I got here is he's got a tremendous work ethic. And, uh, I, you know, I, because of his work ethic and because of both his, he and Ish's loyalty, um, taking them out to eat and stuff, I just told him, I said, my goal is to put a team together that will, you know, give him the opportunity to play in the NCAA tournament. His response was that, Coach, it doesn't matter if we have six freshmen out there with me, Kimba took uh, a bunch of young guys to a national championship, and that was his response, and so um, I got to let him the growth for him moving forward and continued growth is that to him to know that he's not out there with a bunch of freshmen, that he's got some other guys out there that are really good. And so when um, the game is on the line, it's not all on his shoulders. And so that's the growth process of the decision making going through. But, but he's been tremendous. What are you be further along than you thought you would be playing as a group? Three six games. I would say that um we are pretty good defensively, and so I was hoping like we'd be here where we're at defensively um i'm I'm not pleased with where we are offensively. What I am pleased is that we have a lot of room for improvement you know it's not like we're not there and we don't have any room for improvement, so um I tried not to, like, I didn't, like, have speculations of where I wanted to be kind of thing. It was, let's just get better every day. And can we identify where we need to improve? And if we can identify it as a staff and they can embrace it as a team, then we're going to keep moving forward.
2: Talk about offense right there, but was there one area you wanted to attack uh, as a team and kind of fix or improve upon the most when you got back from the Caymans?
4: Yeah, there, there are two things. First of all, our turnover rate. We turned the ball over 25% of the time in the Caymans, and that means one out of every four trips down the court. We didn't give ourselves a chance to make a shot, or we retrieved 36% of our offensive rebounds, uh, misses. We didn't give ourselves a chance to retrieve the ball, so that's definitely an area we have to improve on. Um, and then the other one is our, um, our ability to execute on underneath out-of-bounds plays.
2: I think like technicals and flops shouldn't be up this season. Not just for you guys, but everywhere. Have you
4: adjusted that and dealing with that as a coach? I think we have very smart players across the country, and they're going to figure it out. If the refs are calling it, they're going to they're going to adjust. I understand the taunting stuff. Uh, what I'd like to see is consistency in the taunting calls because whether you tap your head or you turn and look at the bench or you do the little he's too small sign They they're all taunting so they all got to be called you can't say well one is more demeaning than the other you know i mean that's i just want consistency in the calls and our guys adapt as long as the refs are consistent and so and they, they've they've been consistent with us so so the challenges does butler bring they're balanced they're very balanced you got to guard all five guys that they put on the floor we're gonna have to guard our yard because if you can guard one-on-one then you're not in rotations and that really helps your defense they, they, they run some Princeton stuff, some come-together actions. They can play through their five-man either on the block or at the elbow, and that, that's going to pose us a problem.
2: You did not get the chance to do much <coughs> tinkering with the non-conference schedule this year. You will in future seasons. You've got big week now with teams like Weldon and Wichita State coming up. Do you want to see more teams like that on future non-conference schedules, or how do you want to mold that? I think
4: it's going to vary from year to year. Actually, with, with the portal, we have a chance to keep our roster in a way that that we have both experience and talent. I want to play some really good power five teams at home, not just at neutral sites. I'd like to schedule some home and homes with some teams so that our fans here get to see a really good team in the non-conference come in and put a schedule together that we were just talking about we've had the you know, six six or seven teams make the NCAA tournament in our league every year the last however many years, right? And the reason is because we've all done, all the teams have done so well in the non-conference. We beat up on the other leagues, and so that's one of the things that we want to do is play team from other conferences, show that the Big 12 is the best basketball conference in the country, and that way on Selection Sunday, um, we get the benefit of the doubt strike me as kind of a story of the game. Is there something particularly exciting about getting to play in Hinkle Fieldhouse? Yeah, we won two games there on our run to the National Championship. So I I like Hinkle Fieldhouse. Uh, I've also uh, watched Hoosiers a bunch of times. And and just think about this, right? Of all the really good programs in the state of Indiana, Butler's the only team that's ever played in back-to-back National Championship games from the state of Indiana. Really cool. Thad Mata. When I was at Baylor, one of our early years when he had um, uh, Sullinger, we went up there. Perry was a freshman, JJ was a freshman, and we scrimmaged him at Ohio State. That was my first time meeting them. Coach Drew obviously knew him, so I've always been a, a, a fan and uh, admired what he's done with his programs. You guys really haven't been at home that much, take away the first few games of the season. You go to the Caymans and now you have to go to Butler. It feels like
2: on Saturday you haven't played a home game forever
4: uh yeah but i mean from the time we got here uh all we've talked to the guys about is what it takes to win on the road i mean our fans here like give us superpowers right like we've got incredible fans and so it's you just have extra juice but if you're gonna win-win you've got to be able to take that on the road and generate it yourself and so this is a great opportunity for us to go show that we've made some progress and how we can generate our own energy
1: that's K-State men's basketball coach, Jerome Tang. All right, from what he said, I have been able to put my finishing touches on Mitch Palm, and that's coming up at 525. Mason Volt still coming up as well. We'll finish up hour one with some Meet the Wildcats after this. We continue with the game, and it's now time for Meet the Wildcats. We get to know a KSA football player slightly on another level. This week it was with punter, place kicker, and senior Ty Zintner. To meet the Wildcats with Ty Zentner. Favorite athlete growing up?
5: Uh, my favorite athlete growing up was uh, it was Drew Brees. I had the opportunity to go to a Chiefs-Saints game, and I got to meet a bunch of the Saints players when I was young, so at that point, Saints became my favorite team. Do you remember the first piece of music you ever owned? First piece of music I ever owned? No. My mom is, was a big Jazzercise instructor for a while, so she was always playing whatever was on the Jazzercise playlist for the week, so just um, whatever she was playing, I guess.
1: Does number eight have a uh, dating red flag?
5: Uh, my girlfriend has no red flag. She's awesome. Emily Ebert, she's a, she plays on the women's basketball team, and she's awesome. So no red flags from her. Good
1: answer. Something you're afraid of. Is there anything?
5: Heights. Are you okay with flying? Yeah, I'm okay with flying. But if I were to like, be on top of a really tall building, I would not like that. Do
1: you have a favorite sports movie? It doesn't have to be football.
5: Mm, Sandlot.
1: Dream vacation. Where's somewhere you want to go?
5: I would like to go to Paris. I don't know why. I just, <laughs> I've always kind of thought of Paris as a vacation spot, so I think that'd be cool to, to reach one day.
1: Cooking. Is there a dish you're best at, something that impresses somebody?
5: Oof. If you were to ask this to my girlfriend, she'd probably say that I love to make cookies. I think I make a pretty good breakfast. I
1: got to follow-up. So the cookie, type of cookie, and what's your go-to breakfast to cook?
5: Chocolate chip cookies, of course, you know. And then two eggs over hard with uh, some hash browns on the side. Video
1: game your best at. Everybody games. Uh, These days, right?
5: Yep, Yep, that's right. The one I'm best at, probably uh, the new PGA Tour video game. I've been playing that quite a bit, and uh, I, I think I'm pretty good at it.
1: All right, a couple weeks ago, I just wrapped up Better Call Saul, wrapped up the new Dahmer uh, miniseries. So uh, what do you got for me to binge watch next?
5: I mean, if you haven't watched Stranger Things, that's a great one. Man, there's there's a lot of great options on Netflix. I, I would say Stranger Things, though.
1: We're in the holiday season now. Just finished up Halloween. What's your favorite holiday?
5: Favorite holiday is Thanksgiving. And then
1: finally, who's going to win the Super Bowl this year?
5: Who's going to win the Super Bowl? Oh, man, a lot of teams look good right now. I'm not going to say the Chiefs. I'm going to go with Bills. Ty, thanks for your time. Good luck tonight. Thank
1: you very much. So going back to the gaming part, I just recently replayed the campaign to Grand Theft Auto V. It's been a long time, but I also thought, you know what? I'm going to go for the 100% completion. It's impossible. Yeah, you're
3: never going to have <laughs> It's,
1: it, it's going to take a year year to do it. Don't have the time for it. I'm going to move on to another game. And we're going to move on to Hour 2 of the game. Coming up next, Mason vote from Emo Online. Your local news is right now.